الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وإن شرح عبدي كتاب نقاية مع علم التفسير من كتاب النقاية باي جلال الدين السيوطي رحمه الله We're still in the first chapter which was مَا يَتَعَلَّقُ بِنُزُولِ الْقُرْآنِ That which is connected to the descending of the Qur'an And we said in that there are seven, 12 subheadings, 12 units. Today we're going to take the last two, inshallah ta'ala, which is awwalu ma nazal and akhiru ma nazal, inshallah ta'ala. The author, rahimahullah, he speaks about in the 11th subunit under the first chapter, he talks about awwalu ma nazal. The first portion of the Quran that came down. So there's two things that he focuses on when he's speaking about awwalu ma nazal. The first is masalatayni. The author he clarifies two masala under this chapter awwalu ma nazal. The first thing that came down. He talks about two main points. The first thing that he talks about is Knowing what came down from the Qur'an in general. What portion of the Qur'an came down first? What ayat came down first? That's the first point. The first portion that came down from the Qur'an. And the second thing that he talks about is And the second part is What is the first portion of the Qur'an that came down in Medina Specifically Medina now And why did he choose the author To mention the first portion of the Qur'an that came down in Medina Why did he? We'll, we'll explain that soon inshallah So do you see the difference? This is what came down from the Qur'an in general, unrestrictedly. And this is restricted to Medina. Okay? What is the first portion of the Qur'an that came down in? Uh, in, in Medina. So this is what we're going to do, inshaAllah ta'ala. Let's first go through the first chapter, which is, I'm at the first point. Knowing what first came down from the Qur'an. The author, rahimahullah, he mentions that there are two views when it comes to the Qur'an coming, or what came down from the Qur'an first. There are two views. The first view is Surah Al-Alaq, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Surah Al-Alaq is the first surah in the Qur'an that came down. That's the first view. And the scholars that push that opinion, 
The scholars that push the opinion that Suratul Alaq, Iqra Bismi Rabbika Alladhi Khalaq, is the first Quran that came down is Al-Bulqini Rahimahullah. Bulqini Rahimahullah. Bulqini. There's a kitab called Mawaqi'ul Ulum. And remember, Bulqini, it's his book that Suyuti Rahimahullah summarizes this book from. He summarizes it from his Itqan and the Mawaqi'ul Ulum and etc. And the Kitab al Taysir by. These are the books that he summarized it from, Suyuti. So the Kitab Bulqini, so the first Imam. Al-Bulqini He holds the opinion that Iqra is the first Surah Al-Alaq Okay Al-Zarkashi Al-Imam Al-Zarkashi in his Al-Burhan and the Burhan Itqan is a summary of Al-Burhan Okay by Suyuti. Bulqini holds that opinion and Zarkashi holds that opinion. And the overwhelming majority of the scholars, they hold the opinion that Alaq, Surah Al Alaq, is the first portion of the Quran that came down. It's the view of the overwhelming majority of scholars. Are we all together? And this is the view that Suyuti himself holds. It's also the view of who? As-Suyuti. Jalaluddin As-Suyuti holds that opinion. So Bulqini holds that opinion, Zarkashi holds that opinion, Suyuti holds that opinion. And they're the considered to be the ulama of these issues, the ulum al-Quran. And again, I said this is the view of the overwhelming majority of scholars. There's another view, second view. The second view says that Surah Al-Mudathir is the first. Surah Al-Mudathir is the first portion of the Qur'an to come down. Suratu? Suratu al-Mudathir. Ya ayu al-Mudathir, qum fa'anthir, warabbaka fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka fa'tahir. That is the first portion of the Qur'an to come down. There is an opinion like that. That says Suratu al-Mudathir, it is the uh, first portion of the Qur'an to come down. Now, it's an easy way to reconcile between the two views. It's not hard. It's actually not a khilafia. Surah Al-Alaq came down first because of the following evidence. The narration that mentions that Surah Al-Mudathir came, let me mention the narration first. The narration that mentions Surah Al-Mudathir, it mentions Abi Salamat ibn Abdul Rahman, he said, and Najabir ibn Abdullah al Ansari, Jabir ibn Abdullah, Kala, he said, Samirtun Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa huwa yuhaditu an fatratil wahi. Fakala fi hadithi bayna ana amshi is Samirtu sotam min al sama. The Prophet said, Sorry, Jabir said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jabir ibn Abdullah, the great companion. 
He said, I heard the Prophet say, the Prophet was talking about an fatratil wahi, when the revelation stopped. Ponder here. The revelation stopped. For a period of time, the revelation stopped from the Prophet. The Prophet was talking about that. Faqala and the Prophet said, whilst talking about the period in which the Quran stopped, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Bayna ana amshi, whilst I was walking, it samitu sawtam min samai I heard a sound from the sky. Farafatu basari, the Prophet said, I raised my eyes. And it was the angel that came to me. Where did he come to me in? Ja'ani bi hira. This angel came to me in the mountain of Hira. Jalisun ala kursiyin. And this angel was sitting on a chair. Between the sky and the earth. I became scared of him. I became very nervous from him. I went back and I said, Zamiluni, Zamiluni. This shows us two points, mainly. That the Prophet was talking about when the revelation stopped. And the second thing is, the Prophet clearly said, the angel that came to me in Hira came to me again. So that means Alaq came first and he knew who this angel was, which is Jibreel. And he came back again. Are we all together? Because Jabir mentioned in that, the first thing that came down on me was Mudathir in that narration. And what he means by it is, after the revelation stopped, Mudathir was the first one to make mention, was, was to be mentioned after the revelation stopped. And some scholars, they took another opinion. They said that Mudathir is the first surah to come down in its totality. Some scholars, they said that. And Surah Al-Alaq, only the first portion of it came down. Are we all together? But the best to say from the narration is, Alaq is the first, and Mudathir is what? It is the first after the revelation continued again. Now, side benefit. Those who've come to my tafsir on Friday know that we spoke about uh, Surah Al-Duha, right? What did we mention in Surah Al-Duha? In the tafsir of Surah Al-Duha, we mentioned that the wife of Abu Lahab, Umu Habiba, the wife of who? Umu Jamila, sorry. The wife of Abu Lahab. What did she say? Muhammad, your Lord has forsaken you and your Lord is angry with you. I haven't seen your... I haven't seen your... Shaytan coming to you lately, she said. To the Prophet. And then the surah came down. وَالضُّحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَالَ Your Lord hasn't forsaken you, nor has he abandoned you, nor is he angry with you. The reason I mention this is because the revelation stopped at this time. Are we all together? But that is not the same event as this one. Does that, does, does that make sense? It's not the same story. It's two different events. The Mudathir is earlier than that one. Okay? So Surah Al-Mudathir came down after a period of time the Quran stopped from the Prophet 
this was the first surah to come down. And that's the way to reconcile between the, uh, to, to reconcile between the two. So Surah Al-Araq is the first that came down on the Prophet ﷺ. So now we know what first, what was the first Qur'an to come down. What was the first Qur'an to come down? Surah Al-Araq. Who from the scholars hold that opinion? Number one, you say the overwhelming majority of scholars, they hold that opinion. And to mention three names specifically, Bulqini Rahimahullah, Zarkashi, and Jalaluddin Al-Suyuti. They hold that opinion. Now we're going to move on to the next, which is Ma'rifatu awwalu ma nazala minhu fil By the way, it's better to call it Madinatun Nabawiyah. Al-Madinatun Nabawiyah. Instead of calling it what? Al-Madinatun Munawwara. It is better to call it what? Why is it better to call it Al-Madinatul Nabawiyah is because the reason why it was given the name city is because whose city was it? Whose city was it? It was a prophet's city, So it's best to call it the city of the prophet and give it that name. Because it's called the city, meaning the prophet's city, So Al-Madinatul Nabawiyah is more accurate to be called and the Sahabas used to use that name. They used to call it Medina to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The city of the Prophet. So it's best to use that. Ma'rifatu awwalu ma nazala minhu fil Madinatin Nabawiyah. What was the first Qur'an that came down in Medina? What is the first Qur'an that came down in Medina? The people of knowledge, Ahlul Ilm, are of two opinions when it comes to the Qur'an that came down in Medina. There are two views. How many views are there? There are two views. The first view is um, Suratul Mutaffifin. Suratul uh, Al Mutaffifin. And this is the view pushed by Ali ibn al Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talibin. Ali ibn al Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talibin. He held the opinion that Surah Al-Mutaffifin is a what? It came, it was the first Surah to come down in Medina. That was his view. It's the grandson of who? Ali ibn Abi Talib's grandson. Whose name is also called what? Ali. So it's Ali ibn al-Husayn ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib. Hussein's son, Ali. Okay, pay attention here. He held the opinion that Surah Al-Mutafifin was the first Surah to come down in what? In Medina. And the reason he held that is because he mentions that when the Prophet ﷺ came to the city of Medina, because the people of Medina, when the Prophet came to them, they were the most filthiest, the narration mentions. They were the filthiest when it came to scaling. They were unjust. And so, للمطففين came down. If the scaling was for them, and it was in favor for them, they will scale correctly and they'll take their rights. But if it was other people's rights, 
what would they do? They wouldn't scale accurately. They'll always put it towards their, their, their side. So that's the opinion that Ali ibn al-Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib held. As a side benefit, Surah Al-Mutaffifin is disputed where it came down aslan. Write this down. Surah Al-Mutaffifin is disputed where it came down originally. There are three views regarding its coming down. Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah, he mentioned this. There are three views regarding where Surah Al-Mutaffifin actually came down on let alone it being the first surah to come down in Medina or not, it's disputed where it even came down in the first place. The first view is that Annaha Makiyah, that it's actually a Meccan surah. There's some view of scholars that hold Surah Al-Mutafifin is a Meccan surah. Okay, meaning it came down before the Hijrah. Ibn, Abba, Ibn, Mas'ud, Ibn Mas'ud, Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud held that opinion that it was a Meccan surah. Dahak held their opinion that it was a Meccan surah. And Yahya ibn Salam, Yahya ibn Salam, he also held the opinion that it was what? That it was a Meccan surah. So we have three people I mentioned. Okay? The first one is the noble companion, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He said that this is a Meccan surah. It came down before the Prophet even migrated to Medina. Bahak ibn Muzahim. And Yahya ibn Salam, three of them, they said it's Umakan. The second opinion is Madaniyah. It's a Madani surah. It did come, it came down in Medina. This is the view held by Abdullah ibn Abbas, Al-Hassan al-Basri, Ikrimah, Mawla ibn Abbas. So we have Abdullah ibn Abbas. We have Hassan al-Basri. We have Ikrima, Mawla ibn Abbas, slave boy ibn Abbas, Qatadat ibn Da'amat al-Sadusi, and Maqatil. They all held the opinion that it came down in Medina. Lakin Abdullah ibn Abbas and Qatada, they said that it's not all Madaniya. Not all of the surahs Madaniya. Abdullah ibn Abbas and Qatada, they said even that though we do say it's Madaniyah, like not all of it. Abdullah ibn Abbas said, eight verses of it is Meccan surahs. Eight ayats in Surah Al-Mutaffifin is Meccan. Starting from the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُوا كَانُوا Eight verses count there onwards. He said that these are Meccan. Abdullah ibn Abbas and Qatada. They said it, the surah is Madaniyah, like in eight verses in it are Meccan. And they said, starting from the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ أَجَرَمُوا If anyone can look at the number of the ayah, it would be nice for us. Until the ending, of course, it's going to be till the ending, yeah? Yeah? Wait, which number is it? The ayah number. We want the number. Anyways, from that ayah onwards, I think it's eight till the ending. I think. Maqatil, he said. What did we just say? Maqatil is of the opinion that it's Madaniya, right? Maqatil. 
Maqatil also said, I believe there's one verse in it that's Makki. He said, it's Madani Surah, but there's one ayah in it which is Makki. And this ayah he said is, إِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُنَا قَالَ أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ He said, this verse is what? It is uh, Meccan. And it's the 15th ayah, taqreeban. The 15th verse. The third, do you all understand, do you, have you all understood the second view? The first, let me mention the three views regarding Surah Al-Mutafifin. The first view of Surah Al-Mutafifin is that it's what? That it's a Meccan surah. And that is a view held by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Dahak, and Yahya ibn Salam. The third, second view, sorry, second view is that it's a Medanian surah. Meaning it came down after the Hijrah. Okay, and this view is the view held by Abdullah ibn Abbas, Hassan al-Basri, Ikrima, Qatada, and Maqatil. Maqatil ibn Sulaiman. Abdullah ibn Abbas and Qatada, even though they said it's a Medanian surah, they said eight verses from it is what? Until the, until the ending? From inna ladina ajra mukanu minna ladina amu yadhaqun Until the last, until the ending, they said it's what? It's Medanian. Uh, sorry, Meccan, Meccan. Maqatil said, no, it's not all those eight, it's just one verse. إِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُنَا قَالَ أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ he said, only that verse is what? Only that verse is Amakan. The third view now is that it came down in between Mecca and Medina. It came, it came down in between Mecca and Medina. Jabir ibn Zaydin. Jabir ibn Zaydin and Ibn Sa'ib, they held this opinion. How, how is it between Mecca and Medina? I looked it up. Hibat ibn Salamin, Hibat ibn Salama, the great Mufassir, he said it means that it came down when the Prophet was doing the Hijrah. When the Prophet was doing the Hijrah, between Mecca and Medina, it came down there. And so half of it is in Mecca, it came down whilst the Prophet was in Mecca, and the other half it came down while the Prophet ﷺ was in Medina. That's what they said. I mean, the Prophet was moving, part of it came down on him while he was in Mecca, and the other part he went, walked into Medina. If you take the opinion that it's what? That Surah Al-Mutafifin is a what? The second opinion, that it's a Medanian surah, then without a shadow of a doubt, it's the first surah that came down in Medina. And the view of Hassan ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib is correct. If you don't believe it, that you believe it's Meccan surah, or you believe it came down between Mecca and Medina, then it's what? It's not necessarily going to be for you what? The first to come down in Medina. Does that make sense? Let's go back to... The second view regarding what was the first surah that came down in Medina. Have I confused you guys? 
Yeah? I mentioned two opinions when it comes to the surahs that came down in Medina. There's two views. The first view is Surah Al-Mutafifin, right? And then we branched off to the issue of Mutafifin, whether it's actually a Medinian or a Meccan surah. Now we're coming back to the second view. The second view of what surah came down in Medina is Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah The second view is Surah Al-Baqarah is the first surah to come down in what? In Medina, Surah Al-Baqarah. This view is held by Abdullah ibn Abbas and his uh, slave boy Ikrimah. And I'm amazed why there is even a discussion regarding what came down first in Medina. Indi. And I'm, I don't think there should even be a discussion of what was the first to come down in Medina. The reason is because there's a consensus that Ibn Hajar transmitted that the first to come down in Mecca, uh, Medina was Surah Al-Baqarah. Consensus, ittifaq. Uh, yeah? No, not the whole surah, not the surah. Not, surah, not the whole surah, part of it. Not the whole surah. Because remember, part of Surah Al-Baqarah is also the last to come down as well, which we're going to see soon, inshallah. Not the whole entire surah, surah no. Surah Al-Baqarah, Ibn Hajar transmitted a consensus that this is the first to come down in Medina. Ittifaq. And Ibn Hajar is correct in his consensus that he transmitted. And the view of Ali ibn al-Husayn ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib doesn't even contradict this consensus. It doesn't. If you go to Fathul Bari, Ibn Hajar reconciles between it and shows that um, it's not a difference of opinion aslan. There's only one opinion here, which is Surah Al-Baqarah. Yeah, some people, they thought when it came down in the Prophet ﷺ was this. You see, they're not doing ijtihad. They're just transmitting their knowledge of where it came down on. So some people, they saw it come down portion here and portion there. And remember when the Prophet ﷺ, the Qur'an would come down on him, he wouldn't necessarily call all the companions and say, Qur'an came down on me, everybody be here. So a group will be there and a group won't. So the ones who were there would mention something, whereas the other group are not aware of. And so that's where sometimes the khilaf may come from the sabr nuzul. Now we're going to go into, inshallah ta'ala, akhiru ma nazala, the last portion of the Qur'an that came down. Akhiru ma nazala. Akhiru ma nazala means the last to come down. There are many views Regarding what was the last to come down. There are six views. Let's just mention the six views. Now we're going to go to Akhiru Manazala, the last portion of the Quran that came down. Six are mentioned. Number one is Ayatul Kalala. 
ayatu al kalala ayatu al kalala we already took it right ayatu al kalala we spoke about it ayatu al kalala is the last it is the last ayah in surah surah an nisa that's the first wa qila ayatu al riba some scholars they said it's ayatu al riba which is ayah 200 and 78 Surah Al-Baqarah 278 Surah Al-Baqarah That's the second view Ya yulladhina amanu attaqullaha Wadharu ma baqiya minar riba This ayah the, sec- the third view is Ayah 281 Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah says, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ 281. The next one is 128. 128. Uh, 8. Surah Tawbah. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ This ayah is also an opinion. And some scholars, they said, Surah An-Nasr فَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظْمِ فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهُ وَالْفَتْحِ Surah An-Nasr Some scholars they say that is there How many views do you have? Five Last, the sixth one is Bara'ah Why are there a difference of opinion of what was the last to come down? Again, as we mentioned in our previous class and was reiterated, that the issue of what came down first and last is all naqli, naql, text. It's not on any independent reason. The scholars are not coming and they're doing ijtihadat. It's all coming from who? A sahabi saying this. Sahabi says it and the people transmit it. The reason why there is these six views of what was the last to come down is because of two companions. Two companions. The whole issue comes back from him, from who? Two companions. The last view is Surah Al-Bara'ah. Surah Al-Tawbah, Tawbah, Tawbah. Bara'ah is Tawbah is the same. It's called Surah Al-Bara'ah. Or Surah Al-Tawbah Because the first ayah is Bara'a, right? Surah Al-Tawbah The Surah, the Surah, the Surah is mentioned We're going to go into whether it's the whole entire Surah or not The reason is because there's two companions that this whole issue springs from. The first Sahabi is Al-Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu ta'ala an. Al-Bara ibn Azib. Uh, 
And the second one is Abdullah ibn Abbas. Al-Bara ibn Azib. And Al-Bara ibn Azib, he's the one who said Ayatul Kalala. Ayatul Kalala, which is the last verse in Surah Nisa, Abdullah ibn, uh, sorry, Al-Bara ibn Azib is the one who said it. When the Akhirah Surah Nazalat, here Surah Tawbah, is also said by Bara ibn Azib as well. Surah Bara'a, Surah Tawbah, is also an opinion pushed by Al-Bara ibn Azib. So Bara ibn Azib said two places. He said the last portion of Surah, I mean the last ayah of Surah Nisa, Ayatul Kalala, Bara ibn Azib. And Bara also said, Surah Al-Bara'a, Surah Tawbah. The whole entire year, he's trying to say. Now, even if, remember, pay attention. When they say the last surah, they mean, for instance, if it happened that Barak came down and it stopped, and Baqarah came down, and then Barak carried on, and then another surah came, and Barak carried on, as long as it's the last surah that came down, that's, that's, that was the last surah. Even if other surahs or other chapters were coming down, it doesn't matter. It was the last to come down. And the second one is Abdullah ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas, according to him, the last ayah is Ayatul Riba. And the second opinion that he, Ayatul Riba that we mentioned. And the second opinion that Abdullah ibn Abbas also pushed is, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمَ تُرْجَعُونَ فِي إِلَى اللَّهِ Ayah 281, Surah Al-Baqarah. I don't know why they distinguished, why Suyuti and other scholars distinguished Ayatul Riba from Ayah 281 of Surah Al-Baqarah. It's the all of that came down together. Ayatul Riba and Wattaqu Yawman Turja'una Fi Allah can be made into one view because the ayats are stuck together. Are we all together? Yeah? You all look confused today. Yeah? Well, I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Ayatul Riba, the verses of Riba, it's, what was the number for Ayatul, the Ayatul Riba? 278, right? So 278 up to 281, Surah Al-Baqarah, it's all one. So Ayatul Riba and is all one. It could all be connected. It can be. And all just be made into one opinion. The last surah to come down, also according to Ibn Abbas, is Surah Al-Nasr. And according to me, Wallahi wal ilm indallah, wal qat'u bi asahi hadihi al-aqwal muta'adhar. To say which of those opinions are strongest is hard. Like the overwhelming majority of the scholars, they hold the opinion that Ayatul Riba, meaning is the last. That's what majority of the scholars mention. Okay. 
نعم There's not even an opinion out there from the Salaf. The Mutaakhirin transmitted that opinion. Not the early Salaf. No one brought that as a, even a view. The early generation didn't bring that as a mas'ala khilafiyah. These are the only views. Like in the Mutaakhirin, they added, Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa radiyatu lakum islam. This is qawlun indal Mutaakhirin. It's a view by the Mutaakhirin. Not in according to the mutaqaddimin. Are we all together? Hey, yeah. Are uh, uh, you which one? Surah Tawbah, Bara'a ibn Abbas will be it. Whether it be a particular section of Surah Al-Bara'a or whether it be the entirety of Surah Al-Bara'a, Ibn Abbas holds that opinion. Uh, sorry, Ibn Abbas, no. Al-Bara'a ibn Azibin, radiallahu ta'ala. So, Ibn Abbas's opinion is strong. The last surah to come down in its totality is Surah Al-Nasr. Sah. The last surah to come down together, one time, all of it, was Surah Al-Nasr. And the last portion to come down, the last verses to come down, is Ayat Al-Riba, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمَ تُرْجَعُونَ فِي اللَّهِ So what we say is, آخر آيات and آخر surah. So Ibn Abbas's view, both of them are correct. Surah Al-Nasr is the last surah to come down. And inshallah ta'ala, ayat al-riba, and what, including وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمَ تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ is the what? Is the last ayat to come down. It's the last ayat to come down. And that view, the way I reconciled between it, is the way that Bayhaqi and Baqillani and others did it. And Suyuti in his Itqan, I think. We finished the first chapter. We've spoken about 12 issues related to the, 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 the coming down of the Quran, the Nuzul of the Quran. Who can recall the 12 that we mentioned? Who knows? Who remembers all 12 of them? So we know that we all understood it, inshallah ta'ala. Who can mention? The twelve. Yeah. So this whole chapter is called Mayarji ila Nuzul Quran. That which comes. Hey, what is it? Number one. Maki. Madani. So Maki and Madani. Hey, okay. Maki and Madani. Al Havari and Al Safari. Four. Hey. Al-Layli wa nahari 5 and 6. Al-Sayfi and Al-Shita'i, 7 and 8. Al-Firashi, 9. Number 10, Asbab al-Nuzul, 11. Awalu ma nazal, and 12 is, Akhiru ma nazal. We finished the first chapter. And this is going to be the last class on the Ulum al-Quran. Inshallah, this, 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 today is the last class. I'll try my best, inshallah ta'ala, to finish the other classes so we can come back to this again, to finish, off, to finish it off. Do you guys think we should go to the next chapter and touch on it? Should we open the next chapter? We won't be able to start it properly 
but we will do the introduction for it. Should we do that? At least the introduction. Yeah? Okay. Today's going to be on ma yarji'u ila as-sanad. Ma yarji'u ila as-sanad. I knew you guys were going to say, yes, let's do it. So I, I prepared it, don't worry. This chapter is going to have six points in there, right? I mentioned it, right? This time we're going to talk about the transmission of the Quran. Ooh, this is the most. This chapter is the, the biggest discussion. Has the Quran come to us accurately? The argumentations of the Orientalists against the Quran and do you even, how do you know that the Quran that you have is from Allah Azza wa Jalla? What about if it's been changed? What about if it has human, human speech in there? How can you be sure? This chapter is the most important chapter. The most important chapter. Every single one of you should try to understand this chapter. It's vital. Okay, this is an important chapter, inshallah ta'ala. So, before we go into um, the mutawatir and the ahad and the shad and the whatever, we now first of all have to understand what does the word senad mean? It's important that we have an understanding of a senad. So, let me write, let's write the definition of a senad. We're just going to do the technical meaning. There's something I want, I want to correct myself on. When I was saying mutawatir ahad shad, I said whatever, right? Did I just say that right now? I did, right? It wasn't good manners to say that in the context of talking about the transmission of the Quran. So I take the word whatever and I retract that statement, inshallah. So we shouldn't use that for the Quran. As-sanad istilahan. What does sanad technically mean? What is the word sanad technically actually mean? It means silsila. Alati. Tantahi. Ila manqul. This state, this, this definition of the word sanad seems to be the best for many many reasons like we'll just mention one reason why this is the best senate it is the chain okay it's a chain to where the speech is i mean to this to a particular speech it's the chain in which it finishes on the speech the reason why we said manqul Manqul means that which is transmitted, that which has been submitted to you. We don't want to say Sanad is specific to Hadith. It's not specific to Hadith. 
the manqool, the thing that's been transmitted, can sometimes either be what? It can be Al-Quran. Number two, it can be Al-Hadith. Sometimes it can even be uh, Shi'r. Sometimes it can be Aqwalul Ulama. Many things. Are we all together? So it's not Senate when we always hear it. We always think, Hadith of Rasulullah. Okay, we're going into the science of Hadith today. Senate, the Arabs, the Scots, we in Islam, we use chain for even the statements Imam Muhammad said. How do you know Imam Muhammad said it? Bring his statement. So, Aqwalul Ulama. So, the best definition for the word Senate is good to say that it's the It is the chain that stops at whatever you're transmitting, whether it be Quran, whether it be hadith, whether it even be poetry. The poetry that we're reading from the uh, pre-Islamic poetries and whatnot, chain. And we go together. An aqwalul ulama. We have poetry 100 and how many years? 50 years before Nabiullah Muhammad. How many years before Nabiullah Muhammad? 150 years. Imur al Qais. It was 150 years before the Prophet ﷺ. We have his poetry. We have his poetry, pre-Islamic poetry. Then do you then not think that the hadiths of the Prophet will not be preserved in the Quran? Okay. That's what You've now understood what the word Senate means, right? Okay. Another thing that you need to understand of, understand is Another thing that you would need to understand is what does the Senate consist of? Important that you understand this. What does the Senate consist of? The Senate, it consists of two things. The Senate consists of two things. Ruat and Siyagul Ada. Ruat and Siyagul Ada'in. Ruat are the narrators form of transmission. Ruat, which are the narrators. The Ruat are the people who are narrating the hadith. Like for example, when we say, قَالَ الْبُخَارِيُّ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ فِي صَحِيحِ حدثنا الحميدي عبد الله بن زبير قال حدثنا سفيان بن عيينة قال أن وهكذا This is the chain. It's the narrators in the chain. فلان 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 This is the chain. These are the ruat, the narrators. If you hear the word senate, it consists of these two. Narrators, that's one. 
and the form of transmission, how they transmitted it, what was it that they used. And generally, there are four usages that they have. Hadathana, Akhbarana, Qala, and An. Or even Anba'ana. So you have Hadathana, Akhbarana, Qala, An, and Anba'ana. These are the forms of transmission that they take the narrations from one another. When you hear Senate, there's narrators, and there's also what? The form of transmission. Now that we've understood chain, we've understood the concept of Senate, we have it. This, by the way, the issue of a Senate is min khasa'isi hadhi al-ummah. The, words, the concept of Senate is unique to Ummah al-Islam only. We Muslims are the only ones who have the concept of Senate. No other people do. Are we all together? No one else has the concept of Senate. Does the Bible have a chain to Jesus? Isa ibn Maryam? They have a, huh? Is the Bible even from him? Does that make sense? Paul never met Isa at all. Never saw him. Are we all together? Islam, this was called Munqatra, disconnected. Who is he? Where did he meet him? How can he quote from him? In our religion, Abu Bakr, did he meet the Prophet? Yes. Okay, did this person meet Abu Bakr? Yes. Okay, did this person who met Abu Bakr meet this person? Hakada. And then the integrity is checked and how reliable they are and whatnot. Even the Shia don't have chains. There is no chain for the Shia to the Quran at all. They have no chain to the Quran. Are we all together? A chain that's Shia only. They don't have that. So, so they're jealous that you guys have senads and a sanid. And so the way they want to get back to you, get at, get at you, is to make all of your narrators kuffar, disbelievers of Allah Azza wa Jalla. So pay attention to this. This concept is unique for Ummatul Islam. And through this, the text has been protected. And sometimes Muslims forget that they have this and they look for other ways to prove the Quran and prove this. These are the things that you have. Use your, what you have. Don't use what's not yours. I remember recently, when I say recently, a couple of years back, they found a, a Quran in Birmingham. Do you guys, have, you remember, do you guys remember that? And they said, subhanAllah, this Qur'an dates back to this particular time. And they called it, what was it, the, the, the form of authenticating and verifying was it's called the carbon, carbon dating. I said to some brothers, ya ikhwa til kalam, ya ikhwa. Wallahi, I don't believe this whole thing, me personally. Not for a minute. There's many reasons why I don't. The reason, first reason I don't believe it is... The first reason is, we learn in the form of authentication in our religion is through what? 
asaneed. This form of authenticating and verifying information is not the way we, we check things. Are we all together? Carbon dating is not a form to authenticate to us as Muslims. We authenticate by Senate. Who did you hear from? Who did he hear from? Wahakada. Second thing is the person who's doing the carbon dating, even for the sake of argument, if we do accept it, we, the one who's doing it has to be reliable, Sahih. He has to have adala, precision, has to be accurate. Wahaloom, sah? We don't have that right now. So if you believe in that carbon dating today, and tomorrow they come out and they say, oh wow, in Leicester, we found another Mus'haf. was carbon dated and it contradicts the whole entire Qur'an that you guys have. You'd have to believe it because you accept the premise. Are you with me, brothers? If you've accepted it yesterday and you were pushing it yesterday, then today when, it, when the other copy comes out, you need to accept it. So anyways, we don't believe in it unless it fulfills these criteria, which is Senate. Now, which is the last point that I'm going to conclude with, the Senate for Hadith is three types. Uh, sorry, the Senate for Quran, Quran. We're talking about the Senate for Quran. Is three, inshallah. When we hear the concept of the Senate for the Quran, it's three types, inshallah. Of course, this is where it becomes different from the Hadiths. So we say, السند المتعلق بنقل القرآن ثلاثة أنواع These are the three types. Sanadu qira'atin, sanadu riwayatin, and sanadu tariqin. Thalathati anwa. Oh, sorry. I'll explain these three and inshallah ta'ala
Okay, these are the three types. Okay. The first one is Sanadu Qira'ah, and the second is Sanadu Riwayah, and the third one is Sanadu Tariqin. What's the difference between it? We know there are Qurra'ah. Qurra'ah are the reciters. And how many of them do we know? Ten of them, right? But Imam al-Shatibi in his Hirzul Amani, he mentioned seven. Huh? Let's take one of the Qurra, one of the reciters. So, this Imam, the recitation to him is called Sanadu Qira'ah. For those ten reciters, or the seven reciters, the recitation to them is Call a chain to them is called Sanadu Qira'ah. Are we all together? Asim has two students, I mean, two narrators that are known to take from him, that have become famous from him. The first one is Hafs ibn Sulaiman. And Shu'bat ibn Ayyash. Abu Bakr. And this is the one we read in the Quran today. Which one do we read in? Hafs. Hafs is here. Hafs is the student of Asim. We read on this one. Huh? Huh? Shu'bah. It's used in some places. Even subhanAllah, today, Fajr, I saw the reciter was reading Shu'bah. It's read. The scholars, they say, once you study the Quran in Hafs, it's always ideal to go Shu'bah, because they all took from Asim, and then Hakada. The narration, I mean, the chain to this student, or this student, is called Sanadur Riwayah. And we all together. For example, what we do, we say, my recitation, inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to read today is Hafs. Hafs. This is called Sanadur Riwayah. Are we all together? The third one is two views that the scholars hold when it comes to Sanadur Tariqin. It's two. Riwayahs, Riwayat Hafs, Riwayat Shu'bah. By the way, these are called Riwayat, by the way. So you say, I'm going to read, I'm going to lead the Salah. You don't say the Qira'ah. That's what people say, right? If somebody says, I'm going to read the Salah, I'm going to lead the Salah, inshallah, today with the Qira'ah of Hafs. That's incorrect for him to say that. You can't say Qira'ah to Hafs. You say, Riwayah to Hafs. Because Hafs is a Riwayah. And Shu'bah is a Riwayah. Like in Asim is a Qira'ah. Qira'ah to Asim is a Qira'ah. Are we all together? Because Asim is more than just these two. It's more than this. It's bigger than this. Are we all together? Sanadu Tariqin is the third one. Sanadu Tariqin 
is two views that scholars hold. For example, the Qira'a of Asim becomes well known in a particular place or a particular way it becomes famous for. Like Min Tariqatu Ubaid ibn Sabbahin. This is one of the narrators that are somewhere here. Somewhere here. One of the narrators somewhere here. Ubaid ibn Sabbah. This is called the Tariq. And this one you just, you, you, the scholars will mention it to you. And it becomes famous from there. It becomes what? Famous. Another group of scholars, they say, no, Sanadu Tariq doesn't mean that. Sanadu Tariq means, for example, um, the type of recitation that you are choosing from the books of Qiraat. For example, for example, there are two books that are well known. Qiraat. One is called Hirz al-Amani wa Wajhu al-Tahani by Shatibi, which is known as the Matn al-Manzumat al-Shatibiyah. And there's another which is written by Al-Imam al-Shatibi rahimahullah. And the second one is Tayyibat al-Nashr by Ibn al-Jazari. Even that though they both contain the narrators, the way that they've transmitted it is slightly different in terms of the reading of it, pronunciations, the places you prolong and the places that you don't. So when you say, I'm going to read the qira'ah of this imam, you say, min tariqati shatibiyah, from the tariqah of shatibiyah, and not the tariqah to al-jazari in his tayyibah al-nashr. That's another way of putting it. But the one that concerns us right now is the way that it becomes famous. For example, today, in Morocco, in Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, I think as well, they recite with the riwayah of what? I mean, the qira'ah of what? I mean, the riwayah of what? Warsh. They read it with Warsh. So Warsh, there's two tariqah of Warsh that are very famous. Tariqatul Azraq and Tariqatul Asbahani. Those are the two famous tariqs towards um, Warsh and Nafi'ah. We'll take these narrators in more details, by the way. All of them, when we go to the Mutawatir, we're going to write all their names and the chains that go to each one, inshallah ta'ala, bi'idhnillah al-kareem. You'll have a more holistic understanding, bi'idhnillah al-kareem, who is Asim, why is it even attributed to Asim, isn't the Quran, why him specifically, why Nafi'ah, why this Imam, why that Imam? We'll talk about it, inshallah. And how did the recitation, I mean, the riwayah of Hafs become the most famous one? How did it happen? And what made it happen? We'll speak about that, inshallah, once we go into the, uh, the mutawatir and the ahad and the shad, bi'idhnillahi al-kareem. Anything which I... It is from the seven, yeah. It's another Senate. It's, he is Asim. Warsh is Nafi'ah. Are we all together? We read Hafs and Asim. Warsh generally and Nafi'ah is what's mostly read. Okay. <laughs>